Well, it's that time of year again. Projects are in full swing, and you know what that means. you got to make that trip up to Jacob's Supply. Whether you're a contractor or builder, or you're checking those things off the to-do list around the house, now is the time to visit Jacob's Supply. Guys, listen to some of the crazy good deals they have going on right now. PVC decking for $2.99 a linear foot in 10 different colors. Composite decking for $2.35 a linear foot in two colors. Treated decking for $0.65 a linear foot. Duralife composite rail kits available in select colors starting at $64.99. And don't forget the vinyl rail kits also available in stock. Need the fasteners? They have those too. Hidden or visible? Clips or screws. Jacob Supply is located in Temperance, Michigan, but ships many products nationally too. So whether you're in-state or out-of-state, they're just a click or call away. Check them out at www.jacobsupply.com or call them at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978 or click the link in the description of this episode. Jacob Supply, your one-stop shop for products you need at prices you love. Hey guys, you got to join us at the Thank God for Bitcoin 2024 conference in Rocket Town, Nashville, July 24th and 25th. Last year was phenomenal and this year is going to be even better. G.K. Chesterton once said, I never discuss anything else except politics and religion. There is nothing else to discuss. Given how secular our current world is, this might sound strange. We can think of many things that don't initially seem political, but whether we recognize it or not, religion and politics define the playing surface and rules that govern our lives and actions. And money is one of the most powerful tools in enacting the wills of both government and God. Although we all use it, few Christians have a rich, biblically grounded, historically informed framework through which to understand what money is, and consequently the effect it necessarily has on how we think about economic issues. Well, that won't fly at this conference. We're talking stewardship, dominion, and the economics of glory with some of the biggest names around. Speakers include Michael Foster, C.R. Wiley, Dr. Ben Merkel, Dr. Glenn Sunshine, Nate Fisher, Jordan Bush, and many, many more. You won't want to miss this lineup. This is one of the most intellectually powerful theologically sound, and all-around good time conferences you can go to this summer. So go to www.tgfb.com, that's Thank God for Bitcoin, www.tgfb.com, and get your tickets today, or click on the link in the description of this episode. See you there, guys. Christians, are you tired of just talking about starting a parallel economy and not doing anything about it? The Workspace Conference is the catalyst you've been waiting for. Join us this June 28th and 29th at the Hilton in downtown Fort Worth, Texas. Engage with leading Christian thinkers like David Bonson, C.R. Wiley, Steve Jeffrey, David Reese, and Andrew Krapyshevs. They'll share invaluable insights on how to actively integrate your faith with your professional life in ways that really matter. These leaders are not just thinkers, but doers, shaping a Christian approach to business that makes a real impact. This event is more than speeches. It's a vibrant networking hub for Christian professionals and entrepreneurs eager to create substantial change. It's an opportunity to forge meaningful connections, explore new business opportunities, and collaborate in a faith-driven environment. Don't miss the highlight of our networking opportunities, the exclusive speakers dinner. This is a premier event where you can dine with our speakers and other influential guests, deepening relationships and discussing ideas in an intimate setting. We are also actively seeking partners who are passionate about building a Christian economy. If you're interested in collaborating or sponsoring, we'd love to hear from you. And make sure you join us for Beer and Psalms for some relaxed fellowship and let's turn our faith into action together. So reserve your spot now at www.worksbase.com That's worksbase.com or click the link in the description of this episode and be part of building a dynamic Christian professional community. Let's move beyond talk, fellas, and start creating the change we want to see. Exploring theology, doctrine, and all of the fascinating subjects in between, broadcasting from an undisclosed location, Dead Men Walking starts now. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Men Walking Podcast. I'm your host, Greg. And I'm Jason. <laughs> you really had to wait, huh? He tries something Set different. Suspense. Ev- he tries something different every oh, time. <laughs> I'm still working on nicknames. We haven't came up with one. I think you should just say my name, and then I'll just say, just say what's up? What's up? Hey. Okay, like you do in the end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that. then to my right, your left, we have Mr. Paul Peroni. How y'all doing? <laughs> How are you, sir? Hey, well, look at that. Wait, wait. <laughs> He's here. He's here. No way. <laughs> he is the uh, township supervisor in the 
uh, undisclosed location that we reference in yeah. the intro. Wow. Uh, in Bedford Township. It's not really undisclosed. No, it is undisclosed. It is. I'm not telling you to... where I'm actually at right oh, now. But yeah, we'll yeah, say Bedford true. Township in Monroe County. Yeah, yeah. We keep limiting it down. We started out with like, we're in the United yeah. States. <laughs> then we're talking about Michigan <laughs> no, stuff. Bro. And I was like, oh, you're in Michigan. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I actually used to be a supervisor at a hot dog plant. Oh. Yeah, I got fired, though, because uh, they tried to get me, put me to... Get me, get me to put my hair up in a bun. <laughs> Dang it! I stepped on the laughter, and you stepped on the joke. And I must have, Gosh, what kind of? I, they I used tell to, you, if they tried to get me to put my hair in a bun for supervisor, I'd resign. Why? I get up on that mic a little hey, bit there, Paul. Get a beard get and a man bun. bun. Yeah. It's, it's in now. You get more votes. Oh man! I just sent a, uh, I just sent a meme to a guy. Speaking of dad jokes, and then we'll get into our subject here. But it was a, it was the scene in Jurassic Park where uh, Doctor Grant, or is it Doctor Grant? Is that his name? He, he grabs onto the electrical fence and uh-huh. fakes out the little kid, and it says the most epic dad joke in a movie ever. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Which is so true. That's so true. But welcome back to another episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate you telling other people about the podcast. We're seeing that we're growing by leaps and bounds, which we appreciate. We do this all for the glory of God, obviously. So as you share it, as you comment, as you download and stream it, as you watch the stuff on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, we really appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the word of mouth. Uh, I've had probably six or seven people in the last few weeks say, oh, someone told me about your podcast, which we don't spend any advertising money. We don't um, you know, promote uh, with ads or anything like that. It's strictly by you guys listening. So we do appreciate that. And at the top too, we'll just say, if you do want to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook, it's all Dead Men Walking Podcast. Just uh, You can even Google that and all the links will come up. And then of course, if you ever want any gear or merch from dead men walking you can go to dmwpodcast.com that's dmw dead men walking dmwpodcast.com so now that we've got all the business out of the way mm. paul thanks so much for being here today yeah thanks for having me so we're doing a little bit of a different schedule you guys will be listening to this we're pre-recording now but you'll be listening to this on november 2nd so it'll come out on monday instead of wednesday we're a once a week uh, podcast that releases on wednesday well, we wanted to get this out before because something's happening on November 3rd. What was that? Do I got to pick up milk? I don't oh, know. National election. That's right. Uh, oh, almost forgot. <laughs> yeah. Put it in your, put it in Hang your. Hang on a second. Let me put, call my wife. Not that, not yeah, that big in, of a deal. Yeah, 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 put it in your calendar book. Yeah, we've been inundated Nobody's with been this. talking about it, right? Yeah, since, no. uh, well, geez, I mean, the Democrats have been talking about it since the day after Trump won election. I know. I was, uh, well, so did Trump, actually. Trump. Uh, right. Uh, which was crazy. He actually switched his uh, presidential account to a campaign account the day after yeah. so he could start fundraising the day after he won That's election. so great. It's insane how it yeah, just never yeah. stops right. at the federal level like that. But so, yeah, obviously we've been inundated with it for the last, geez, at least two years solid yeah. with primaries and everything else. So everyone knows what's going on. So we wanted to do an episode just kind of around that subject. I know, Jason, you and I, we get into politics every once in a while because yeah, I'm the novice it, you it, are it crosses over yeah yeah uh and you know i've been inv- involved in politics for geez 15 years or so and in different levels and different ways i was very interested in it in high school uh but when we're talking about a christian worldview and talking about biblical things we do see as the cross politics guys rightly said we do see the crossover mm-hmm. of no pun intended of politics too because politics is how we do culture how we do life laws, legislation, all those things. And the Bible's very specific about how we live our life, how we obey laws, things like that. So the crossover's there. So it's not like we don't talk about politics on the show. We don't try to just talk about it, but it does come up. Yeah, if you're a believer in Jesus, you are definitely part of the political process. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, plus you don't want to lose your nonprofit status either. That's a podcast, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. We haven't started that yet. We we will now. Good idea, Supervisor Paul Peroni. (laughs) For election on November 3rd in Bedford Township. (laughs) Oh, look at this guy. Wow, how much you paying him? Oh, wait, you can't pay him. That's illegal. Never mind, never mind. mind. No, no, no. I mean... Uh, Yeah, but I thought it would be fun to have a local believer, a local elected official... Uh, in here 
And Paul is that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm locally elected. Paul's locally elected. Uh, and we're both believers. And, and I'm th- running for president. And Jason's running for president, vice president with Kanye, right? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> He's gonna, you, what's nice about that is Kanye has his own walk-in music, and no person yeah. can say, don't use my music for I your know. event. He just plays his albums. Right, right. <laughs> Jesus is king, you know? Uh, did you see him on Joe Rogan? I did catch some okay. of it. Okay. I had I have I ADD, it all. so yeah, it was so hard to concentrate on yeah. what he was saying because mm-hmm. he was kept switching. He and, goes all over. Yeah, his but, thoughts are all over. But he was straight yeah. preaching to Joe. Yeah, he bit. told him. He yeah. kept saying the A word for abortion, uh-huh. and then he's like, finally goes, "I'm just going to say it. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. going to get mad at me." But <laughs> right. and you know, he's very pro life now. So yeah. uh, and he was straight. Amen. Up, right, he was straight up telling Joe some stuff. But that was Jason. Um, that was oh. You're saying that was Jason. On the, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I thought it'd be good to have him in here because uh, he's from our community, he represents our community. He's also a fellow believer. So we kind of want to talk on this episode a little bit about, um, well, we'll talk about some local issues and some state issues that came up, but just really what it means to be uh, a believer in politics. Um, and Jason, if you have questions or comments, uh-huh. obviously you're going to jump in and oh, talk I'm, about that. But I think I'm Paul might get have both a, of you guys. Paul's been in, in office longer than I have mm. for elected. You've, you're what, 12, going on 12 years or 12 years, 12 wow. years right now uh, from park commissioner to trustee to supervisor. And, and who knows what he has in his future. We might President be of the United just States. Just, just supervisor. Oh, I love being supervisor. Okay. <laughs> well, you never know. Everybody said, oh, he's a climber. I'm, I'm sticking to <laughs> uh, it's been, it's interesting though, as a, as a believer in politics, you yeah. know, some things you always hear, you know, especially the last few years is, gosh, they're taking God out of everything, mm. you know. And so that was yeah. the first thing I wanted to do when I took office was, you know, we're going to open up our meetings in prayer. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. And that was something that it was like, oh, my gosh, well, why are you doing that? And even my wife was like, hey, are you sure this mm. is, you know, right. because you put yourself in a position of, well, you know, what about the next? I'm like, listen, I just got to do what I feel right. is right, you know, yeah. and I believe opening up with the word of God is, is a great way to start our meetings yeah. and it shows leadership in our community. Yeah. And you know, took some heat for it, but you know, yeah. In the end, I think it's been, I think God's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? God's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. So why but, don't you give the listeners a little bit of your background, just maybe like your testimony or life story, condense it down into a few minutes just to get them a little, a uh, little information about you. If they don't know you, if they're listening right now, stay with us. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Covenant Real Estate. And why not? It's my podcast and my real estate company. But seriously, I've absolutely enjoyed helping clients buy, sell, and invest in real estate over the last 12 years. My brokerage serves clients in Michigan and Ohio, with more states coming soon. When I started this brokerage, I wanted to ensure that my expertise and knowledge would serve every one of my clients. I take my fiduciary responsibility to my clients very seriously. That's why I named it Covenant Real Estate. Not only is a covenant a contract in the legal sense, but it's also a solemn promise from myself to each of my clients. I will do my absolute best to serve you. It's also pretty cool that our name has some theological implications as well, which is a great conversation starter. And here's the best part. My agents and I have extensive experience in helping people buy and sell residential homes, buy and sell commercial properties, as well as investing in real estate and selling and purchasing recreational and vacant land. Covenant Real Estate can help you with all of your real estate needs, and I would love the opportunity to earn your business. So if you have real estate needs in Michigan or Ohio, call me at 734-731-GREG. That's 734-731-GREG. Or click on the link in the description of this podcast episode you're listening to right now. Remember, Covenant Real Estate. Confidence from contract to close. Well, personally, I have a rough past. Um, you we know, all do. All, fa- all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Well, a little more rougher than than, than the average person. I mean, it, but um, Moses killed a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's an anchorman quote out of the <laughs> yeah, Bible. Yeah, right. Not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I said Moses. Well, I didn't do that. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I did that. think it once, though. And Jesus actually <laughs> said, said, "If you think, think of- <laughs> it, uh, yeah, right." Fulfilled law. Yeah, but go sorry. Ahead. But no, I. Uh, you know, I gave my life um, when I was 20 years old, 21 years old. Um, obviously, you know, I did when I was a little kid because we went to church, but then kind of got away from everything. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I was 21 years old, um, you know, gave my life to the Lord and my sister passed away. 
Mm. And it was kind of like, my gosh, well, she had introduced me to my wife three months before she died or four months before she died. Wow. So, yeah. So that kind of was like, wow, I really need to, you know, she was such a good example being my youngest sister, you know, of a, of a believer and it kind of, you know, kind of got me right along on that path where I needed to be, you know? So after that, you know, uh, got engaged and my walk early was rough. Like I, I was clueless of how you were Mm -hmm. (laughs) supposed to, you know, so it took a long time, but you know, I got there. It's called sanctification, man. We all go through that. We're all still going through it. Some people, man, it's like flipping a switch though. They just, yeah, everything changes at that. Maybe moment. from maybe from the outside. You know, and yeah, it's, but, true. The, but the Lord's always working on us inside too. So you know? yeah, after you know, a f- three four years of really you know growing in my faith, you know, and you know we finally got married and had a family and yeah, and I uh, I started going into leadership in the Ironworkers Local Fifty Five. I'm a twenty year member for the Ironworkers. Okay, never been kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to the naysayers. So I'm still a good standing um, member and. After about 14 years, I became the apprenticeship coordinator. Okay. Which is kind of like the principal of a school. Okay. Uh, for the ironworkers. And three years of that, my boss was like, hey, you need to get involved in your local government. All my local government. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, so it wasn't even on your radar? No, never hmm. would have been. Okay. And so I just put my name in for park board and yeah. walked away. From- and didn't even think anything. Just went, okay, and well, I, that's and a good I, place to start. I barely won. Okay. Because <laughs> there's take four or okay. five. I barely won. So I got involved and, and did the whole park board thing and yeah. just learned, you know, about our parks, how they're funded and how they're maintained. And then I had a group approach me. They're like, hey, you you were a, you should run for trustee, you yeah. know? And I'm like, all right, you know. Sure. I'll, I'll run for trustee. Well, when you run for trustee, it's totally different. Like okay. you're you're in you're in government now. I mean, you're right. like, you're a you're politician. Over a budget, yeah. You're a politician. It's a big thing. deal, you know, and. And, and we're the I, largest community in Monroe County yeah, as well. I yeah. Mean, so after doing four of people, years yeah. of that, I was like, wow, I tell you what, I could do some serious good Yeah. as supervisor because you, you know, you lead so much, you know, sure. and you can bring, it's a full-time job yeah. at that point. Um, you know, so I had the same group was like, Hey, you should, you should run for supervisor. And, yeah. and I, and I did against the incumbent barely beat him by 162 and then ran against my old, uh, assistant principal, Larry O'Dell <laughs> in the general, a Democrat. And yeah. I, I beat him pretty, pretty mad, mad. Yeah, was, uh, by yeah, like 4,000. That was a bloodbath. And, uh, you know, it's been uh history ever since. I mean, we've just, yeah. uh, you know, done some great things and yeah, you know, it's been, it's been cool. So how many kids do you have? Five. Yeah. Wow. And they're all cool. One Five of them's kids. in there playing right now with my, yeah, it's be fruitful day. and multiply. So who do you have? Name I them like off. Real, well, you don't have to name them off. Vinny, that might be getting too Macy, personal. Yeah. Tessa, Giovanni and Giuseppe. I love those Italian names. Yeah. I can yeah, only so spell two so of those names, but yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I think I can them. only spend two. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and, and here's the thing I've always encouraged everyone to like, if, if you have a solid Christian worldview, uh, get involved in local politics, even if it is in an elected position, even if you sit on a board, you help decision-making, if your sphere of influence can grow as someone who has a Christian worldview, I think that's better uh, for the local community than staying silent because mm-hmm. I knock a lot of doors and talk to people on their porches and they say, ah, I don't want to get involved in that because they look at like the national stuff and the bickering and what Congress is doing. I said, man, local politics is so rewarding because you can actually put your talents and your gifts that the Lord has given you to work to really help your community. And when you have a Christian worldview, you look at that a little bit differently than if you have a secular worldview or a progressive worldview. Um, And I'm biased here because I have a Christian worldview and I'm talking to two other men who do, but I think, uh, yeah, we have the better worldview. Uh, and we have one that works better for government, for people, for community, for kids, families, and, and business owners and all the rest. I will, right. I will tell you, though, even at the local level, you know, just last night, yeah, no, two nights ago, Wednesday night, at the planning meeting, you know, these these people, they're they're making big decisions for the community. Absolutely. You know, just like the ag rezoning, they're going from five-acre parcel, you know, with 330 feet of frontage to 165 foot of frontage to two and a half acres. And they had 15 people calling in. Hmm very upset so you get sure. you know even at the local level it's still tough now oh, you I, don't no. you don't take the abuse you know like right you know like i do i mean you see me on facebook every yeah. day about something mm. yeah um but yeah it's still you're making some serious decisions now you know there's some boards the, the library advisory I mean there's there's different boards that you yeah. know you kind of stay off the radar but 
Yeah. No, I mean, and that, that can actually like that decision you're talking about there at the local level for everyone who is listening and has already fallen asleep because we're talking about local policy, but for the five that are listening, that's interested. <laughs> it does. It, it can change and affect your community. Like how you're going to zone certain areas, how many homes are coming in and being mm, built and yeah. all those things. So even at that, you say only local, I, I actually look at it as different i look at local is probably local and state is probably the most important mm -hmm. that's what's directly affecting your community look at some guy passes some law in, in dc and it's uh you know some some environmental obscure environmental law that they're arguing over for two years that i'm never going to see the effect of it because very rarely do, do you in, in that sector uh, i think what we're doing at the local level is much more important to what can i build where what you know what's the rules and regulations of a township or a city or a village so i look at local is very important that's why i also say to have a christian worldview and to measure everything against the bible is very important as an a yeah, locally elected i think a lot of too. people think that they can't make a difference at all though you know I yeah mean, like i can't stand property taxes you know <laughs> it's like hey now 70 percent of my budget's property taxes but you know it's it's like i can't man, stand them either though but yeah man, i mean like what what am i gonna what am I going to exactly do? How can I even affect that change? You know, you know what yeah. I'm saying? If you had to guess though, what percentage you think stays locally? Of stays your local tax? Stays property locally. tax? Ah, oh, man, I half one and a half percent. Are you serious? The rest goes to the state. Wow. That's well, incredible. Yeah. To <laughs> the, well, incredible. to the County and then to the state and so, then but, back but, to but, the County and then yeah. back to the locals, but very little gets back to the locals. <clears throat> yeah. We, I mean, we end up getting, you know, you know, from state shared revenue, yeah. revenue, you know, at the end of 2.8 million, something uh -huh. like that. Yeah. But it's still, when you pay your taxes, one and a half percent stays. And that, and you said that there's 33,000 in our district, right? People, but 14,000 parcels. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, and we don't have to get into political science, but that's uh -huh. federalism. That's what, yeah. uh, that was the very first dividing robbery, of the two political parties is, hey, central planning and, and federalism versus local, uh, you know, local autonomy and i've always been a state's rights and local autonomy advocate yeah federalism sucks okay yeah. because anytime you have a small amount of people at the top it very quickly becomes collectivism versus individualism and uh i, I think that's that's always a bad thing but um so in the news right now which i wanted to talk about before uh, we continue is here in michigan we just had a new executive order so for those who've been listening most of our listeners are in michigan and ohio but we've got people across the globe in michigan uh, we had executive orders uh, handed down by uh, Governor Whitmer, who's our governor here, over the last eight months for this COVID-19 coronavirus deal. And uh, it was pretty restrictive in the beginning. Couldn't mm -hmm. leave the house, couldn't go to your you know, second home, couldn't, couldn't go on a boat. Couldn't your garden. Couldn't, couldn't go buy seeds and, and plant a garden. I mean, it was really ridiculous. She's since then been proven unconstitutional in a couple of her executive orders. So she shifted that to the Department of Human, uh, what is it? The Department of... Uh, what is it? HHS human health management services mm -hmm. and said, now we still have an executive order. And now all businesses have to ask and write and write down and keep track of every single customer's name, phone number and address. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to, I know it's, it's, it's almost mean, comical yeah. when you say it. So now you have small business owners have to under a under a health and human services mandate, which isn't even a law, say, hey, you guys have to go collect everyone's personal information, keep it on, you know, keep it. And then if there is any type of COVID outbreak, uh, you have to release that personal information to well, us. Well, for somebody like like a Forest View Lanes. Yeah, it has multiple entrances and exits. Uh -huh. They have the bar entrance. They have the bowling entrance. They have the volleyball entrance. They have the outdoor sure. bar. Yeah. How do you keep? You're gonna have to have six employees, right? Maintaining yeah. the list, right? Yeah. They all well, have not to get only paid that, fifteen bucks an hour too. By the there, way, there's all kinds of issues. So there's <laughs> privacy issue there. Like yeah. when I use my credit card, it is it gives a name, but yeah. it X's out everything else. It doesn't have address or phone number, personal information. So from a customer. Uh, aspect there's a privacy issue there two there is the small business issue like you just said the labor of it to actually do it three it's security where yeah. are you storing those are you locking those up right i mean uh or is employees going to go in and take them and use them for Plus, nefarious I'm, I'm reasons sure you don't want people to know you're drinking non-alcohol zima 
was a lot, yeah, a yeah. Jolly Rancher. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. I, I, yep. yeah it's cool too because to do that, I go back to 1997 when I, when I do that. So I also Diet have a Zemius. time machine. Or I mean, Diet Zima. Diet Zima with a. You said you oh, with a Jolly Moore Rancher. Had six NA Zimas with different color Jolly Rancher. Party's hard, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Listening to Black Crows. Oh man. Uh, so. Oh gosh. What are you doing over there? I'm just trying to get. A, I'm trying to get, get trying to get comfortable in, in, in the in the room here without mm-hmm. like being super yeah. close, so we're not like kicking each other. Oh, sorry. You know? yeah. yeah, we're in a tight quarter. We're in the midst of redoing our little yeah. uh, space here to hopefully be different in the next episode. But uh, so privacy concerns with uh, storing and keeping the data, and then uh, you just go, what What are you trying to accomplish here? Mm-hmm. Now, and I even think, okay, what about HIPAA laws? Like right now, if someone gets COVID and it's reported to the health department, we can't know their name, their address, or where they're where they're from right. by law, by HIPAA. I can know the zip code. That's it. So now I have someone who comes in and and they uh, they eat. You give them all their personal information. They go get tested the next day. Yep, I have COVID. So now you have a, a non doctor, someone who's not HIPAA compliant, taking personal information and knowing your medical records yeah and and now what just on a notepad somewhere in a restaurant i mean there's so many things that you know implications that could go wrong here i don't understand why she's why she's doubling down on that i mean i i think i know why i have theories uh you know i think it has to do with elections and things like that but i just go so what do you what do you do as a christian then like if i want to go out to eat and i don't you ag- go to ohio <laughs> you go, i mean that's that's another issue right paul i mean we are a border right. state community yeah. to where my small businesses in my district are calling me and they're going man we are hurting because well, people are just going across the state line three well, miles away just but happened after 10 no, o'clock they're coming back right yeah, it just, yeah, that's what i was gonna say it just happened back. in sylvania a few weeks back so the the county commissioner over there or no no, no the supervisor or whoever it was mayor he, uh, oh the mayor said it he was on the news saying that people yeah. were coming over here to Bedford Township and going to Charlie Mops after they leave, you know, yeah, from Savannah because, of because the, they had because to of shut the cut down off at ten o'clock yeah. for bars and restaurants right. or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah, it does go both ways. But my my, my point being is, uh, man, it's gonna it, it's gonna crush businesses. It's gonna it's gonna uh, you know crush being able to even. So you're gonna have to hire extra employees, like you were saying. I just don't understand. Like, so what do you do if you are a Christian and go look? I don't want to give out my personal information to someone I don't know. Isn't there a right to privacy? Don't I have some right to privacy? Zero know I mean? right to privacy. In Most America. people just stay home. I mean, honestly, yeah. they're just which gonna... really stinks for the businesses. Right. It, it does, stink. right? Exactly. Because I like to patronize my local businesses. I yeah. know most of them personally. I want them to succeed. Right. You know, I I told my wife you know, last night. I said, man, now would be the time to own a pizza place. You know what I mean? Oh. People are just ordering pizzas and I tell pastas. You what, and- I, I talked to Marcos the other day. They're killing it. Yeah. And they have yeah. been since COVID because right. everybody's ordering pizza. Yeah. It's safe. Man, I walked in there yesterday and uh, there were 11 people running around making pizzas. Getting, like, <laughs> it was, dude, it was crazy, man. <laughs> it's a pizza. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But over by uh, Kroger, it's a really small entrance. Or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I I thought that's interesting. Do you have any thoughts on that? What do you think? Uh, local? I don't know. Local or, or, or either one of you guys. I mean, I'm I, like, why I, do you think she's doing it? Or do you agree with it? Or what What do you think? I don't know. It's tyranny. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's, she's literally just coming at all of us with all these new rules. I mean, like, and then she at times isn't even following her own rules. I yeah. mean, from what we hear anyway. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. and it's like, I mean, where, where are we even in... You know, Multiple and, times not wearing a mask, husband right. trying to get his boat out first before everyone else because yeah, he's yeah. the husband of the governor. Right. I uh, think it's, it's hard for business owners. How do you keep track with the constant changes? Right. I mean, it's something yeah. different. I mean, for one thing, you've had to watch, even at the township hall, we've had to watch the changes on a daily basis there for a while. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you had no idea, well, what's next? What's next? So we just, we're doing the most what we have to, you know, we have somebody at the door checking temps, signing in. Right. You know what I mean? Cause we got $28,000 worth of relief money mm. from the federal government. So we're, we're using it. We put somebody up front cause we don't know what's going to happen. We're just doing the full until this thing's done. Yeah. You know, but too, that money's going to run out soon. And right. You know, but I think it's just, just be consistent. Yeah. Right. With what you're doing and let people live their life and do their business. People are at a point now, like going to church, you're going to be safe. Yeah. You know, you're trying not to, you know, right. uh, breathe in people's faces. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Cough I mean, them, everybody like knows what you have to do to stay safe now. Yeah. You know, let's just keep that trend going of, hey, be safe, do this. Sure. 
you know, but to continue to oh, oh. sign into restaurants, do this to like yeah. mandate it, yeah, to require like, it. Come on, yeah, uh, the, I think I think. It sh- oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say the lockdown mentality is not going to work in the long run anyway. No, I mean you you want people. Well, I say now. Remember, I'm not a scientist, and I do look at memes. You but... look like a scientist, though. <laughs> oh uh-huh. yes, I do. One that I know just came out of a cave. But... <laughs> One million dollars. Yeah, um, so you're not a scientist. Well, uh, yeah, but I, I'll tell that. you what. Look, like if if we have more people walk walking through this virus, like yeah. like I mean, and being cured, and we're we're figuring out scientifically, like like why do we sure. have to continue to to like lock everybody down? You know, I mean, when the flu when the flu goes around, like what do we do? We don't lock ourselves in the house. You know, and I mean, I know you this stay, is a completely you, different level, but it's still it's not, a virus. It's a well, little, it's a yeah, little bit more. Well, right. well, the numbers to live with it. I don't right, think Corona is right. going away. No, no, it's no, not. It, it so, won't. at what point do we say, okay, we're not going to do this or this or that? You know, with the flu, we've learned here's the season of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, if you get these symptoms, you stay home. Right. Yep. You live with it, but with Corona, it ain't going away. Right, I mean, right. it's like no. Once it's here, it's here. I mean, we still have H one N one here that right. infected sixty million Americans under Obama in two thousand nine. And I mean. That, epidemic or well, pandemic in, in uh, 19 what was it 1919 the uh spanish flu or whatever was it 18 or 18, 19 i think whatever yeah. yeah yeah they they found out even then that masks did not yeah. work sure so here we are not learning from history once well, again and i get kind of upset that so and this is such a great representation of, of government unfortunately they're so retroactive instead of proactive put a mask on stay six feet away don't go outside right first of all uh, why aren't we talking about the vitamin D deficiency uh, in no. 89% of cases? 89% of people who had it had vitamin D deficiency. Mm-hmm. Where do you get vitamin D? Well, you can take it through vitamin or you go out in the sun. You you get vitamin D from the sun. So there was that correlation. There's healthy eating that we could be talking about. There's um, you know all, all kinds of things that can actually prevent uh, COVID-19 instead of being reactive to it and saying, oh, just hide in our house, put on a mask, don't talk to anyone, don't you know, don't get within right. six feet. Those are all good things to practice. But even I mean, with the CDC just came out with, uh, with the mat, whenever someone got it, they asked them if, uh, if they wore right. a mask. Yeah. 89, 80, 85, yeah, 85% of them yeah. were wearing a mask all, all the, the time. time, like even in their car. <laughs> yeah. And they still got it. <laughs> they still got it. It's Which like, we all, you know, anyone with common sense understands that a bandana or these, these masks you're getting on mm-hmm. Etsy and eBay and these face shields and stuff, right. they don't work. Right. Uh, and you I know, tell you the John James event, uh, where we were at, I had, yeah. I had a borrow face mask from Greg Lascala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I couldn't breathe with that thing on. It was like a cloth. I'm like yeah. huffing in my own. My right. it was hot in there too. It was hot in there too. I wear one. Of, I wear one of those for ten hours a day. Yeah, at, at, his at job. Ford, yeah, at my Ford. job. Yeah, man. And I mean, I feel like at times my recently I can't breathe. Like yeah. my my there's something going on with my chest. Honestly, if anybody's out there that uh, wants to start a lawsuit, I'm here. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Don't you just pull your beard yeah, up though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I should. I I could. I could. <laughs> It's pro- I'm I'm breathing in uh, Greg's beard oil that he that he gave me. But, uh, <laughs> oh, the spirit him, yeah. smeared him, beard him. Yeah, yeah. The old smeared him, beard him oil. <laughs> Not even it's, close, Paul. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Let's but, get yeah. back, let's get back on track. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I want to talk about it a little bit. I mean, and if someone farts. You smell it, right? Oh my gosh. Knox brought that up, <laughs> right? So yeah, there we go. Or yeah, your like, breath, if your breath's bad, yeah, mm-hmm. it can get like, through I, that. I have bad oh, breath dude. quite a, quite often. I didn't know it I actually had bad helps breath talking that much. to people. Oh, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it kind of freaks me out. I'm like, oh my gosh, was I talking to people like this yeah. all the time? Like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> or like, when you go to kiss your wife, and she's like, I know. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, did you eat pickles yeah. today? Yeah. No. Shoot. Oh no, no reason. That was yesterday. <laughs> I didn't right. brush my teeth. But I just see it as, and we go, we've said this before in the episode, it, it just feels like, and this is why I want to kind of bring it back around when I say uh, elected officials with a Christian worldview, generally speaking, outside of woke Christianity and very liberal Christianity, generally speaking, Christians say, my trust is in the Lord, right? It tells us to be wise. It tells us to be discerning. Like one of the big things that I told people was, when my before COVID, when my kids were sick, we didn't go to grandma's house. Yeah. We had the common sense to understand that. Yeah, I like that. That's good for the video. <laughs> Paul's got his uh, yes. his headphones Looks on. Like, like that guy on uh, Star Trek. Too loud. You know, he's blowing yeah, yeah. my eardrums. <laughs> Am I, I can turn you down a little bit. <laughs> there, here, Dude, try that. Try there that. There are Is sometimes. That Is that better? No, that's yeah. me. That was me. Oh, you're three. Yeah. Oh, uh, 
Here, oh, try that. Is that better? Oh, yeah. It is. Okay. So much there you go. But it's like, you know, we have the common sense not to take our kids around elderly people right. when they're sick, even before COVID. So you would hope most people understand that. But but I will say this. I think if everybody looks at the good thing that came out of this mm-hmm. is this podcast. Did it not drive you nuts? <laughs> right, the pocket. Did it not drive right. you nuts? So when you're at church and they're like, yeah, Johnny was throwing up last night, put it on Facebook and he's hacking, but he he's good now. He's not right. Sure. right. And you're like, right. Well, my kids, kids all have the flu. Know, right? Right? a lot. People won't do that anymore. Right. I don't think for the most part. Right. Right. Well, yeah. We're at a, a, a function the other night, and they, they won't know who I'm talking about. Literally, though, my wife's standing in line, and this guy literally licked every one of his fingers because oh, he had man. barbecue sauce on it, and then grabbed the clippers the to get t- more food. <sighs> and my wife's like, oh. <laughs> I do, dude, I do that but anyway, people's, man. No, people's habits, oh, I think, though. Washing yeah. your hands and just being yeah. cleaner. Maybe that'll help. You're yeah. going to see the flu cut way down. Right, right. Yeah. Way yeah, just because they're being yeah. healthier. And yeah, smarter. I mean, people are yeah. a little smarter now. With, with Look, that. I'm not saying those things aren't effective to some point. I'm just saying to mandate it in such a dictatorial way like that, right. I, I don't know if I, I can agree with that. Well, it. I mean, Biden's saying he's going to keep everybody in a mask forever yeah. national, it sounds like national mask mandate i mean if he yeah. becomes president well, it's which he won't for politicians because uh, you don't no, recognize sorry. anybody yeah. <laughs> like i yeah. i see people and they're like hey paul i'm like i hey, those eyes look familiar man. <laughs> i'm like i really can't recognize you with your mask they're like, right. I'm like oh my gosh it's my mom <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> 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 my mom <laughs> You need to visit your mom more often yeah, if you can't recognize yeah. those eyes. Come on now. Yeah, no, I've had that too. It's just, it's it's hard. And, you know, th- those are kind of some facetious things we're talking about when you're joking about not being able to recognize people. But I look at it, and like I said, it comes back to the Christian worldview of my trust and my hope uh, is in the Lord, and he hasn't given me a spirit of fear. That doesn't mean go out and be reckless, right? The Bible doesn't call us to that. It calls us to be wise and discerning. But if we have local elected officials, we have uh, you know, guys like Jason who have large sphere influences in his community, who is, who, uh, well, you know, three people who that's <laughs> yeah. larger than two. Hey, that's three. <laughs> I'm one of them. Yeah. There we go. There we, See, they're Paul all in, follows me on Facebook. Yeah. They're all in, they're all in this room. Uh, Are we friends on Facebook? Yeah. Oh, good God. <laughs> wow. No, I don't, I don't know. Are we really? <laughs> who knows? I'm thinking about it. I just, I just but. think that makes for a better local government, a better community when you you have people uh, making decisions that that have that Christian worldview of right. look at we're going to be wise and discerning, but we're not going to live in a state of fear. I've seen so many people in this community uh, just flip right to fear, and I just go, and a lot of Christians yeah. too that are self-professing sad. Christians, and I just go, oh, that's so sad because one, you read the reports, you see the CDC reports, you see the actual fatalities, you see the actual deaths, and what what the recovery rate is, and you go. Wow, this is this isn't any this is whoops sorry guys this is uh, I just bumped your foot you know mm-hmm. tuberculosis is more deadly and killing more people right now in yeah. the United States than COVID uh, flu and pneumonia combined will kill more people than uh, people with COVID and you know basically eleven thousand people with only COVID have died that, yeah. that's why we've shut down for nine months is for eleven thousand people right two hundred thousand. And you're infected. a jerk for saying that, by the well, way. Well, I'm a jerk, but well, I mean, saying, that's, <laughs> aren't they saying 200,000 have died though? 200,000, but only 11,000 had just COVID. All the rest had cancer, hospice, obesity, had other and things. That took their okay. and, and they and can't motorcycle say for sure. accidents Motor, and getting yeah. bitten by a shark. Yeah, no, really. That, you know, if if you had COVID. <laughs> Listen, if you, this, I mean, you can go right to the CDC. This isn't yeah. any propaganda. Well, just from this the presidential debate, that's what Biden kept saying, 200,000. Well, of course 200, they wanted as many as yeah, possible yeah. for his position, but it's... He looked in the camera and said it, too. Uh, but it's, um, linked, at home. it's linked to. It's not cause of death. So yeah. if you had COVID when you died, it's classified as a COVID death no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care if you had a cold, pneumonia, got hit by a truck. If you had COVID, if you test positive post-mortem then it's a it's classified as a covid death so that's how we get 200,000 uh if you the cdc released this 2 months ago or a month and a half ago for people who died just from covid it was 9500 2 months ago and now it's about 11,000 mm-hmm. so that's what we're talking about when we say, you know if i have if i have pneumonia and i'm driving down the road and some guy t-bones me and i die they don't go oh he died of pneumonia he died of vehicular manslaughter or homicide or however yeah. you say it so just the classifications have been kind of you know, off. And that's why I think you're getting so much pushback, even from within the Christian community. Those guys like out in California, John MacArthur and all mm-hmm. those guys, uh, Joel, Joel uh, Webin, Webin. Thank you. 
not wearing masks is because they go, look at even the foundation which you're building this kind of science or data on is faulty. And it's really going to trickle down to, I find it so funny because people in Michigan here were saying, oh, it'll, it's not going to affect churches and Christians and we can still gather. And it's like, dude, just go to California. Don't even go in the same country, just a different state. Right. They have local ordinances that say you can't worship in church. You can't were, open your mouth and sing in church. At the beginning of this, they were saying, you have to do church online. Yep. And you can't sing. And this was church online. Yeah. Like nobody's around you when you're online. <laughs> Why can't you sing? <laughs> like, well, you do know they, Whitmer they, here floated the executive order saying you have to wear masks in your own home. She floated it and then they grief. pulled it they pulled it back and said, No, we're That's not gonna write it. Nuts. That was about four months ago. Mm -hmm. And Lansing was like freaking out all the reps and centers like, what are you doing, right? Well <clears throat> I thought though they had to go through the state reps after the whole um, deal where her power got taken away last week. Uh, they wrote some legislation, but she hasn't signed anything. Why would she sign something to give away her own power? Yeah. All they, all the Supreme Court did in Michigan, the Michigan Supreme Court said is your executive order was unconstitutional, could no longer be enforced. So she then said, okay, I'm just shifting it to Health and Human Services, and they can put out a mandate, and now everyone has to obey that. That's where all this is coming from. She's no longer doing those executive orders. She's saying, oh, the executive part of yeah. my branch that I sit over the HHS uh, – they, they're putting it out. And wow. here's the thing. We've been brainwashed. We have so many Americans that don't even take a basic civics class or government class. Mandate is not a law. Only Congress and only your legislative bodies can create laws. That's like, how's a law made? 1972, that cartoon. It's so frustrating. We have so many people that says one person can write a mandate. A mandate is just a directive to a certain department. So she only sits over the executive. I mean, mm. just like the president, the, everyone thinks the president, you know, Trump has all this power. He's only one part of three branches of government and he's only over the executive. So he can direct executive federal employees to do something. And I would argue if we shrunk the size of federal government, which actually Trump has, he's actually uh, shrunk uh, by 1500 uh, employees at the federal level, mm. which conservatives absolutely love. If you actually shrunk the federal size of government and let the states decide, you wouldn't have these problems of. A president having so much power, he can direct one whole branch of government to do something, and then everyone has to obey it. Yeah. Um, ma mandates are not laws, and laws are not mandates. So it's it's very it's frustrating for me when you have people walking around. Oh, it's the law! It's the law! All those signs that say it's the law, it's not a law. It's a mandate. It's a directive. Directives don't have to be obeyed. Mm -hmm. Laws do have to be obeyed. Well, they don't have to, but there's consequences if you don't. So for, for me, it's just frustrating when you have an uneducated electorate that doesn't understand that, no, we're not set up to where one person, one governor over the executive branch can then legislate from that branch. And that's why, like you were saying, Paul, I think the legislative branches were so yeah. upset because you're like, look, you just skipped a whole, <laughs> you know, a whole, yeah. a whole part of government to then create air quotes. Well, it's always gone through that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's how it goes, it goes through that branch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, so. But uh, yeah, as we kind of finish up here too, um, I just feel like it goes back to the over kind of the, the general feeling of having that Christian worldview can really help locally. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you guys um, as believers in the government, how, how can you uh, even on the local level uh, affect change above you you know like i mean sure having meetings or or, or like how how does well, that work i've exactly? been asked you know a few saying? times you know as a local leader why aren't you telling people not to do this or that well yeah if i tell forest view lanes hey you do what you're gonna do mm -hmm. you know you know or i'm gonna say i'm gonna write a resolution that says you don't have to abide by it and then when he doesn't abide by it and loses his liquor license who mm. do you think he's gonna sue yeah. Right. Yeah. Bedford Township. Right. Because Bedford Township said I didn't have to follow it. Well, I lost my liquor license. Right. You know what I mean? So it's one of yeah. those things like like Bedford Township is, you know, not telling you you have to do these things. Uh -huh. Right. Or not telling you not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's the, you know, the state, the state. that is yeah, telling yeah. you, hey, you I have to write your name down. How do you how do you go back to Whitmer and just say, look, like all of my constituents are just so upset about this. This right. is ridiculous, you know. Well, I actually fight. did. I actually wrote a letter to the governor and uh, in, in called her, and uh, I got a call back from uh, the press secretary and said, we're not taking any calls or letters on this issue. So I did post it online. I said, look, I posted here. one too. Yep. Did he, okay. he did too. And just said, and it wasn't, hey, see if we're friends. It's, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, hey, 
why are you doing this? You're nuts. You're doing something unconstitutional. It's like, look yeah. at, I talk to people in my district all the time and overwhelmingly uh, I have people saying, what, what's the rhyme or reason of right. this? Why do we have to do it? You know, and I said, look, and there's, there's stuff going on with domestic abuse. Suicides are up. Drug use is up because you're quarantining people for months on end. I mean, what do you do when you commit a crime? You quarantine them. It's called a jail. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, we're having issues with mental health and, and suicide and domestic violence. What are you doing to address these? And, and you know, people are losing their lives for that. Is, is one group of lives more important than the other? I just like these questions answered. And uh, yeah, the press secretary said, no, we're not taking any questions or letters on that. We appreciate that you're a locally elected official and that's that. And boy, that's not really how I, you know, like my uh, elected officials to respond. Yeah. I, I have a pretty good relationship with um, our officials down here. I know Paul's an you know, open door with all his stuff. He, you know, he, he's very open to anyone who comes to him. Well, but, people, I didn't post a letter. I wrote a letter and sent it. Mm, it. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, but like I tell people, do you really think Gretchen Whitmer is going to say, oh, my gosh, Paul Peroni here in Bedford Township wrote me a letter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm right. going to get right a, on the getting. Because I yeah. tried. My letter was on getting Bedford Township out of Detroit's district. Oh. Out of, yeah, out of the region, the region. seven. And it's gotcha. like, because we're the last ones to open. Should, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, Isn't that amazing, though, that she wouldn't look at that and say, oh, my gosh, I, Paul Peroni from Bedford Township wrote me. And this is what his people are saying down in Bedford Township. And I should well, take this somewhat seriously. You got to realize know, like, that, that, that the longer you're in politics, the more you can become uh, cynical because you realize like up in Lansing, all the Republicans, mm-hmm. uh, both the senators and the, uh, and the reps, they just call her the queen of Detroit. That's why she's doing it because mm-hmm. she's running uh, to represent Detroit and not the rest of the state, because that's who gets her elected and reelected. Gotcha. Um, that's who was 82% for her. So she goes, that's my constituency because they got to get me reelected. So she doesn't care about Bedford, which yeah. is 72% Republican and not, not, not she's never going to win Bedford. She's not going to win Monroe County. Yeah. She's not going to win, uh, Lenaway County. She, she'll win Washington, which is why Washington was, you know, taken out of there. Mm-hmm. So it's very political. It's not right. It's not fair and it's not just, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. I mean, when you've got elected officials at the state house just walk around going, well, you know, the queen of Detroit, she doesn't need to. I mean, that's how they derogatorily, you know, just refer to her almost as a joke because it's so well known that she's yeah. legislating. Well, she can't legislate. She's in the executive, but she's making executive orders to to basically coddle um, Wayne County. We need more people to get involved in government then. Yeah. No, more more, <laughs> more Bible-believing Christian, Christian more, worldview exactly. people. I've said that all along because not that because you'll line up with me on the issues, but if you have a true Christian worldview, you just look at the world differently. If you believe right. what the Bible says and it's the Word of God and it's inspired and you actually have to do what it says in there, you're going to look at simple things where you make decisions differently. Look, at when I'm on a county board and I'm looking at a budget— I read the Bible and says, everything that I've given you, you have to be a wise steward of. I look at the parable of the talents. I look at all these different things, the parable of the workers and go, oh, I have to be wise with this money because it's not mine. It's actually God's. Now, yes, it's taxpayers, but as a Christian worldview, we say that's right. God, God owns everything. Right. Um, it's his, he's just allowing us to steward it. That's Kyperianism. So, right. Yeah, I believe, but I'm, I'm, I'm you're not, are you on board with that? Oh, I'm totally on board. I'm a Kyperian <laughs> Calvinist now. Sorry. Are you not? Totally. Yes. You just, Absolutely. You just like adding t- uh, names and titles <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. No, that's I'll, I'll stop. I, I'm, I'm probably that. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that word means. Oh, we'll go into it. We'll get into it in yeah, a different yeah. episode we'll, or. Yeah. We'll talk. Okay. But what I, are you guys talking about? <laughs> I, started, I got off on a daydream there. Paul, <laughs> he cussed me back up. Hey, <laughs> Abraham, Ky- Abraham Kuyper. Um, no. oh, Abraham. <laughs> oh, but uh, I think that's why it's important to have that that Christian worldview, uh, yeah. just because it makes, uh, the, the influence of your decision, uh, line, you know, obviously line up with the word of God, which I think is best for our communities and for, and for our government. Mm-hmm. You know, r- r- we talk about Romans 13 all the time and the government being instituted for the righteous, the righteous should not have to fear because God instituted government for the righteous, right. not for the wicked. The wicked are the ones that are supposed to fear. And when a government, tyranny is when a government flips it and makes it the righteous fear and the wicked can do what they want. So when the spirit of murder and lawlessness is the law of the land, but the spirit of righteousness is is being censored, well, that that's a form of tyranny. You've taken Romans 13, you've flipped it exactly opposite, and now we're living in a government that upholds evilness and, right. uh, and upholds wickedness, but doesn't 
but doesn't extol righteousness. They actually want to censor it, shut it down, and don't you know, and, and don't want to see it. Did you know that Romans thirteen was written during a time when Nero was actually being a good boy? Really? Like that's when Paul wrote that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So. I just rewatched the uh, eschatology debate with uh, with uh, Piper and oh, Storms and Wilson. and Wilson and is it Franklin? Uh, and I watched it twice, back yeah. to backs, two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's good. Yeah, it's really it good. is a good if if you you know. Oh yeah. I know I, you brought yeah. up Wilson, I've, but yeah, I've seen it five times. <laughs> All right. So what's our fi- <laughs> what's our final thoughts here? Uh, I thought Paul's just sitting back, just kind of listening. Know, he's just I chilling. thought he, I thought that's he was cool. gonna be in there uh, arguing with me about that's something, good. but. Uh, <laughs> And not arguing, but just, you know, talking. I use the word arguing is just talking, but uh, so what's uh, what's what's our final thoughts? What are you guys thinking about on this uh, election that's coming up? Well, when they're listening tomorrow, um, you're more, more, more than- years for Peroni. There <laughs> we go. For- uh, I- well, on Wednesday, when I go vote. Yeah. Um, neither of you guys said anything when I just said that. <laughs> oh, it is like Tuesday, guys- isn't it? <laughs> I knew what he said. I was just waiting for the punchline. <laughs> I'm so burned out from this campaign. I was like, yeah, Wednesday sounds about right. I don't know. What day is it? I don't even know. Uh, you got you to do the joke that they always do and say, you know, your opponent, that's the yeah, day yeah. you're supposed to vote the day after. That's the That was gag. my post last year on November 3rd. I was like, what? Or on the next day or whatever it was. It was yeah. the Wednesday. I said, so what time the polls opened? Everybody loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah. the day after? Yeah, yeah, the day after. Yeah. But uh, so so we've got a yeah we got a big decision coming up. Um, I would say for everyone listening, yes, president is important. Uh, your senators are important. But I'll tell you what, please know who you're voting for locally. I get so many people that just reach out to me, and not even in my district. Greg, who should I vote for the Monroe Public School Board? Who should I vote for for my city council? Who should I vote for out in the township of Dundee? It's like. Geez, that put, and I don't mind doing it. It put, you know, it makes me have to know everyone who's kind of running in Monroe County if I'm actually going to give, you know, and some people I'll just say, look, I don't know anyone in that race personally. You're going to have to do your own research. But for the most part, uh, I touch enough kind of, you know, areas in the county to where I can give a pretty good idea of, well, if you want my opinion based on this, this is who, you know, I would, I would vote for. Because, and I, I'm glad they're at least asking because some people just go in there and they're just like, hey, that name looks nice, or I heard that, I saw that sign right before I pulled in, and it's like, yeah. that's that's great, but it's not great. Right. Like, I really want an educated electorate because you, the, the local is so important. We got to have people in office that are actually wanting to get things done for a community like a Paul Peroni. Um, so so make sure when you do vote, I would say, make sure you know who your, who your locals are. Well, and I like what you said, you know, about, you know, Christians getting involved in politics because this isn't rocket science. Yeah, especially on the local level, mm. it, it really isn't. You're getting creative. You're being frugal with money. Yep. You're you're listening to the residents. It's just like burning, and you know, le- burning leaves. People yep. complain about they're like, stop burning. Well, no. Let's figure out how we can get people to stop burning without stopping them from burning. You don't need a doctorate mm. for that. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's, yeah. <laughs> only like it, it's only not, eight people get oh, that. Oh my joke gosh. It, we have Between we haven't Paul. had our roads plowed in thirty years. Let's figure out how we can do that and yeah. get creative mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. So we've done those things yeah. that we've listened to the residents. Being on. a good steward. It's not Christian hard to view. do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't take, yeah. you know, 50 years in government to, to, to run a local government. Yeah. Right. You have a big budget, but you have a lot of people working with you to get it done. You know, and it's, it's just... It's just, you just well, need good well, you're, people that you're, really care. Your oh. strong suit, I feel too, and I said this yesterday on your podcast, uh, not only networking and understanding how to put people together, but you have the uh, the biblical proverb of a good work ethic. Like so many elected officials get into office and they sit and do nothing. They hold the title, collect the check. E- that's the easy you could, way to do it. That's because the easy way to, you don't do that. Pays that's, attention to you at that point. That's far. my mm. point. Like you're out plowing roads at two o'clock in the morning on your own dime. Like we're going to get these (laughs) roads cleared for our constituents. And it's like, that is so refreshing because most elected officials, local right on up, they're there for the title, the money and the pats on the back and the free dinners. I mean, it's, I love what John James said. Yeah. What'd he say? He's like, if you're a politician running for a position because you need the job or you need the money, you're yeah. probably not running for it for the right reasons because yeah. like John James, yeah. he doesn't need the job. No, he's, he doesn't need the money. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Donald Trump doesn't either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, so, uh, yeah, so that was, why you're running that to me tells me you're running for a purpose, right? Because you really want to see change. You really yeah. have a good platform. And I do know a lot of politicians that 
they're like, hey, I can make this money. I can make yeah. that money. You know what I mean? It's like, I told Paul the same thing. I'm like, you know, you, you took a pay cut from an iron worker to a township. Right. Like, you'd be making a lot more money somewhere else. And he's like, I love my community, man. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do? It's got to be ran right. And I was like, and that was in 2016 when we first kind of met. And I was like, I was so impressed by that just because you don't find that attitude too often anymore. It's, oh, it's all, everything's a stepping stone and I'm going to, you know, go this level and then that and then do this and get paid and you know get deals and it'll help promote my business and it's like it's just refreshing and i think it is biblical to find people with, with work ethic and has a, have a christian the, worldview the crazy thing though is i i have run a a good clean uh, campaign i've i've done a good job as supervisor regardless of what the naysayer says yeah but there's people that still make you out to be right. the most ugliest, you, corrupt, you, nasty you, you, you person can't do anything in the world. You can't do like, anything about those people. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you, you can't do it. And I mean, Proverbs talks about that. You can't do anything. People that either, um, either have wicked hearts or want to believe those things, they're, they're always going to believe them. You can't win them over. Um, all you can do is keep being Christ-like to them. Yeah. I mean, that's really what we're called to do. Love our enemy. Oh. And uh, not that I'm saying those are your enemies. I don't think you have any enemies within your district you have people that maybe dislike you and <laughs> he's not paul's not going to say anything on yeah. that. i was trying to soften that up but... right but but they i know that you, I, I know that both of you guys don't walk with uh direct malice in your heart or, or murderous spirit in your heart towards someone i i think yeah there's people that you're like i'd rather not see them today because <laughs> you know <laughs> well to give you a funny story i had a, a guy stop at a house uh, where my signs were and other Democrat signs were. Talked the homeowner into putting my opponent's signs up. Mm. Told him I'm a Trump hugger and all this stuff. And a Trump hugger. Yeah. And so after he after he left, he he decided to take my signs with him. So he's going to be a friend and bring the signs to me. And I'm thinking, yeah. who stops at somebody's house, gets yeah. my signs yeah. swapped out with my opponents, and then takes my signs with him, thinking yeah. he's going to be a good buddy and drop them <laughs> off yeah. to me. Oh. <laughs> I tell you, I was fuming. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I won't but, say who did that. Right. Your opponent. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> wow. But uh, that's yeah, that's the kind of stuff uh, you deal with. And yeah, I was try, I was trying to, you know, for people listening, uh, try to put a nice spin on it. But you're absolutely right. You deal with that kind of, I don't know, pettiness and stupidness, and just well, technically illegal. You're not really supposed to take someone's personal. Totally property. illegal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> but but I would say once again, Christian worldview. If you if you are rooted in the Word, you know what you do with that. You you put your nose to the grindstone and you keep moving forward and keep doing what's right for the community because that's all you can do. There are people out there that are like that that will just be unfair, unjust, do illegal things, yeah. say things that aren't true. Uh, we've all been on the uh, you know that side of of gossip and things being not true about us. But what do you do as a Christian? Well, if you're not a Christian, you probably react in a certain way. You probably try to get even. You probably try to take revenge when, in fact, you know, as a believer, I just go, Lord, it's in your hands. I know that the Lord is going to deal with them much more harshly than I ever could, Right. Uh, which I find some solace in that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, some people don't believe that. I do. I think that goes back to as a as an elected official or someone who's interested or involved in government that has a Christian worldview. You just go... Yeah, you stand up for what's right, but if if someone personally attacks me or, or or does something to me, I'm called to turn the other cheek. And vengeance is the Lord's. And let me tell you something: when we all get up to heaven and every knee is going to bow, we're going to answer for every single thing we did, mm. every single one of us, including myself. And every that's a fear, idle word. That's every idle word. That's that that is a fearful uh, thought. Do you think when I he think has that much it. time? I mean, once I get that, do you think he has that much time for me? <laughs> for for me oh. and you? I mean, Paul, you're like, listen, Paul, you're going to have to go sit over there and wait a little bit. I'm going I've got some people with fire. You know, we need to keep the line moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's going to be everyone. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Look at there's a, there's Total a lot depraved. of yeah there's a lot of people out there. They at hide their sin. They 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 do things that where they justify it and rationalize it. Um, and I know you're joking about it, but you're being honest about it. Like that's a whole nother character trait of like being able to self reflect exactly, and introspect yeah. and say it's not about me or I'm flawed. Man, I've met some people out there that hold elected positions that it's like they can do no wrong yeah i'm the greatest guy in the world greatest girl in the world look what i did look what i wrote look what i passed and you, it's like you know what people love though what? they just love honesty right mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That that's it. I mean, just You're an open book, that's for sure. Uh, Sometimes I'm like, Paul, don't say that. You need to shut up. A little too much. (laughs) A little too much. (laughs) All right. So yeah, we got a big election tomorrow. I would say everyone go out and vote. You said tomorrow. Uh, well, it's it is going to be tomorrow by the time they hear this. This is going on oh, yeah, 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 Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. thanks, thanks for that. messing that up. Oh! <laughs> but <laughs> we're not live. Yeah, yeah, not live today. Uh, we're pre-recording uh, just because we could all get together. But um, any any final thoughts as we wrap up? Anyone? God bless America. God bless America. Yeah! I like it. <laughs> all right, That's guys. That's all I got. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you do go out there and vote. I, I tell p- people this all the time. Look, at you have brothers and sisters in Christ that don't have this opportunity in other countries, third world countries, developing countries. Heck, even some developed countries that don't have the right to go out and actually have a say in your government, that Romans 13 government that the Lord has instituted for the righteous. It's a sacred duty. Please go out and do it. Be educated about who you're voting for. And ultimately, five years ago at a church I used to attend, I was brought up on stage and we did a question and answer with a pastor. And he said, does God have a chosen candidate? And I said, he does, but not in the way you think, not in the way that you get to put a sign out and say, God chose this guy. God has ordained all, no matter who's elected on uh, Wednesday, on Tuesday, excuse me, like Tinsdale said, uh, the solace I take is that no matter who's elected or who's in office, the Lord reigns. Yep. And that's what I take solace in is too. I know Paul does. I know Jason, you do as well. So guys, thanks for listening. Always be sure to follow us, like, and comment on our YouTube, Facebook, and well, heck, we even got a uh, Instagram page, and what's the one that we're always parlor? I always we forget. Need to get we're on, on parlor too, too, I guess. And I get, should probably you know, start Twitter, but it's like I got so much. Jack, he's gonna he's well, gonna probably diminish he, our. He, uh, yeah, Jack Dorsey would probably kick us off immediately yeah, for some of the stuff would. we would post. Yeah, you know, get yeah. censored as Christians or conservatives right, or whatever. Right. But maybe you you run Twitter. I'll run it, and then yeah, I'll just yeah. check in in six months. And I'm like, oh my right. gosh, what have you done? I'll go to jail. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But guys, thanks for listening, Paul. Thanks for being here. I know you're busy right now as we're coming up at the the end of the election season we just appreciate you brother and who you are in the lord and what you're doing locally and someone that we can come to heck we even were doing bible studies and things like that in the first few years that you were in office right in the township which was uh unbelievable um and obviously bringing back prayer to open the meetings i think that's vitally important but we thank you for being here yeah, thanks for having and me. as always guys God bless. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.